0: Good morning, dear listener. You're welcome to NASCO Moments. How many times have you washed your hands today? Remember to always stay safe. As usual, I'm your host, Hudum Gyan. Today we shall be talking about cholera. Its causes, symptoms, treatment, and prevention. Cholera outbreaks have been a problem in Nigeria since independence. The many issues that surround cholera outbreaks have often seemed impossible to solve. Needless deaths, especially of children who could have been saved have always followed these outbreaks. Steps have been taken in recent years to mitigate the causative factors of the outbreaks, but we always seem to face an outbreak or two of serious proportions every year. It has been something which, by all considered metrics, should have been over by now. However, we remain at the mercy of outbreaks year in, year out. That doesn't mean that there isn't light at the end of the tunnel. On the Now School show this morning, we have Dr. Nathaniel Bertling-Noel, a public health specialist from Department of Community Medicine, Joss University Teaching Hospital Juve. He will be educating us as we discuss cholera, its causes, symptoms, treatment, and prevention. You're welcome to the show, Dr. Nathaniel Bertling.
1: Thank you for inviting me. I'm
0: honored to be here. All right. listeners, stay tuned. We shall be back after this break.
1: Text, white, detergent, bright text, bright text, white, detergent, bright text. For your brightest wash, bright text. For your brightest wash, bright text. Ever since I discovered the secret of Brightex White detergent, my clothes come fresh, bright, and clean always. It's mild on clothes and good
0: for my washing machine. Thank you, Brightex.
1: Brightex detergent cleans deep stains and dirt from your clothes, keeping it fresh and bright, so your clothes don't fade. It lasts longer. Brightex White detergent, a quality product from NASCO. Take the Brightex advantage today and keep your clothes fresh, bright, and clean. Your Brightest Wash. Brightex. Brightex. For the Brightest Wash.
0: You're welcome back to NASCO Moments. I'm Hudun and we are talking about cholera, its causes, symptoms, treatment and prevention. Our guest today is Dr. Nathaniel Birdling noah He's a public health specialist from the Department of Community Medicine, Joss University Teaching Hospital, Juve. So we'll just, we'll begin the discussion right away. Doctor, can you just tell the listener what cholera is?
1: Thank you once again. Um, cholera is an infectious disease which is uh, waterborne and oftentimes is characterized by uh, individuals having several episodes of watery diarrhea and vomiting. And cholera, uh, by its own very nature, reflects uh, poor sanitation and lack of access to safe water in the society.
0: Mm. No, um so you've said poor sanitation water are those the causes of the disease?
1: Um, if we're going to look at the cause uh, there is a microorganism which is a bacteria that is what is responsible but then how does the organism get to the humans to cause the havoc? Um, the organism survives in water that's why it's called water burn. So primarily the source of the infection would be contaminated water, water that has been contaminated. Um, And this contamination arises where individuals who are infected, um, their feces get into water supplies and ends up uh, in the food chain either through drinking of uh, contaminated water or individuals eating uh, foods that have been contaminated with that water.
0: That just sounds terrible. What are the symptoms of the disease?
1: Um, most of the times, uh, let's say, for example, if 100 people have come into contact with uh, water that is contaminated with the bacteria, only in about uh, 10 in 100, that's like uh, uh, 10%, right? Only like 10% of individuals will present with symptoms. A vast majority of individuals who get infected are either asymptomatic, that is without symptoms, or they just present with uh, a mild degree of symptoms. So um, these symptoms predominantly are profuse, watery diarrhea, meaning that you pass a lot of loose stools in excess of uh, three times a day. Then, um, characteristically, the stool is called rice water stool because uh, uh, for those of us who are conversant with cooking, if you, the water that is left after you must have rinsed your rice before cooking, it looks uh, pale or shall I say milky in appearance. That's how the stool from a cholera victim is. So that's a rice water stool. There's also vomiting. Then there can be fever. Then other symptoms could be those related to dehydration. Uh, In instances where people lose a lot of water from the body, there are certain elements we call electrolytes in the blood. These are like salts. So when you lose water and electrolytes from the body, uh, to a large extent, you will have what we call dehydration. And someone who is severely dehydrated will be very weak, um, may be irritable, may not be able to pass urine, may have cramps because he has lost a significant amount of uh, those elements, which I called the electrolytes, earlier.
0: Now, you say some may be asymptomatic. So, if you are symptomatic, how would you even look for help?
1: Well, um, it's not usual for asymptomatic individuals to present for help, because they do not have symptoms. Ordinarily, you wouldn't want to go to a health facility to seek for help, there's nothing wrong with you. But that uh, goes to say that uh, the cholera is a very huge problem. What we see as cases in the hospital uh, are just a tip of the iceberg. So even where uh, cases are not presenting, it doesn't mean that transmission is not going on. So that is why um, sanitation is very, very important in stemming uh, cases of outbreaks. Uh, and as it is in Nigeria, cholera is endemic which means we have the cases every now and then but uh, outbreaks are what we have on a seasonal uh, pattern especially now when the the weather is warm Uh, and that is very favorable for the bacteria to multiply and uh, spread easily
0: now just to be sure again if you are symptomatic what will happen to you you don't seek help you don't get any treatment are you just going to be fine, or can you just die?
1: Asymptomatic individuals are fine. They do not have symptoms. They, they won't be passing uh, loose watery stools a lot of time. They won't be vomiting. Uh, but then the good thing is, uh, if you are asymptomatic, there's usually a limit to which you can uh, shed the bacteria in your stool. Um, most times, after 14 days, you, the bacteria is eliminated from your system and you stop shedding it. But then these asymptomatic individuals can keep on infecting people because they are not aware by the very nature of them not, uh, not having symptoms. So they come into contact and where they are not careful enough then it means a lot of people will be infected from them.
0: How do they infect people?
1: So uh, being a waterborne disease, uh, for you to be infected, primarily if you drink water that is contaminated, contaminated by feces from someone who is infected, the infected person can be someone who is asymptomatic or someone who has symptoms. Then again, from eating contaminated food, uh, or rather from eating food that has been cooked with contaminated water, also, consuming uh, fresh vegetables, which don't need to be cooked, especially those uh, we use in our salads, those two can be infected um, because it's a common practice. Uh, we've heard, though, I've not confirmed, uh, people that do uh, irrigation farming for vegetables, they tend to use uh, water-containing sewage as water-contaminated with feces. So you're not careful enough to prepare your food in a hygienic way you will be infected. So, predominantly, uh, it's through uh, consuming water that's contaminated. Then eating food also that has been cooked with uh, contaminated water. Then um, lastly, flies also can play a role. Yes, flies can uh, get the organism from feces and move it on to our food.
0: Are these all the ways in which cholera is spread?
1: Yeah, uh, okay, maybe I may want to add that uh, individuals do indirectly to, um, let's say, where hygiene practices are very poor, uh, So one who is affected, of course, after using the toilet and um, doesn't wash his hands properly, that's where hand wash will not come in, can contaminate food sources, okay? Then, uh, yeah, basically that's just the addition in addition to consuming the contaminated water and eating foods that have been contaminated as well.
0: So if uh, that person is um, has cholera, uses the toilet, does not wash his hands, and probably, okay, like you said, handles food or even shakes someone, he um, can just spread cholera?
1: Um, the issue of uh, what you've described now, It's more or less what we call a direct transmission from one individual to another. Mm. Uh, It's very rare, but uh, not to say that it cannot happen. Mm. So, someone who is infected will have to touch something. Then you, who is susceptible, will have to. So that's something that may be either food, water, and the process of preparation. In short, there are even instances that uh, the organism survives in ice. So ice has been made from contaminated water I can harbor the organism very well too. So anything that con- uh, infected individual does that would involve uh, food preparation or even fluids can serve as a means of transmission.
0: Okay, you've talked about an, one of the negative practices of farmers who grow vegetables using um, sewage as a fertilizer for their fruits and contam- for their vegetables and contaminating the vegetables. What other negative uh, practices have led Nigerians to be susceptible to this disease?
1: Okay, Other practices will include um, uh, poor sanitary practices. For example, um, not properly disposing uh, our refuse, Remember, uh, refuse can serve as a good breeding ground for flies. And I told us earlier that flies can play a role in the transmission of cholera. Then, um, in situations where, uh, okay, disposal of feces, they do not have uh, good uh, systems uh, for disposing feces. These feces now can get into our waterways and also get to our farms. And now, uh, Uh, transmit the bacteria then um, poor personal hygiene Uh, you using the toilet and not cleaning your hands well then also uh, poor food hygiene where the food is not properly either it's undercooked or the food is not properly washed before Mm. cooking or even the individual preparing the food does not observe good personal hygiene before preparation then um, Some of the there are instances which may be beyond the individual's control, uh, such as natural disasters such as flood, can also uh, augment the number of cases and bring about outbreaks. When there's flooding, and uh, in a community where the disposal of feces, meaning poop, is not done in a sanitary way, of course the water will come in excess and wash away everything then where your source of water is a shallow well, a well that's not well protected, then you at risk of taking water that has been contaminated with flood water, which has carried poop, probably from your area or from somewhere remote.
0: Okay. Uh, Dr. Nathaniel Bertling, thank you for um, telling us and giving us all this information so far. Listeners, stay tuned. The show is not over yet. We shall be right back.
1: This you your shabby city shine,
0: <laughs> And how don't fade? How manage? Ah, my sister. Now, nah, bright text white detergent. Oh. Bright text detergent, not the fade cloth at all, at all. And if the washcloth clean, well, well, it gets power to come out all the nyama stain and dirty no matter how it be. You go chop hand, too? So? No, you not a chop hand, though. And it's oh. and good for washing machine, too. Eh? Mama Shakara, me too now Brightex detergent I gonna use to wash all my clothes now So that I gonna shine, shine and scent, scent and make Shakara like you so
1: <laughs> Brightex White Detergent, a quality product from Nasco. For your brightest wash, Brightex Brightex, for the brightest wash
0: Welcome back, listener. My name is Hudun Giang, and this is NASCO Moments. We are talking about cholera, its causes, symptoms, treatment, and prevention. Our guest is Dr. Nathaniel Birdling noel a public health specialist, Department of Community Medicine, Joss University Teaching Hospital, Juth. Now we'll get back to the conversation. Uh, Doc, what are the available treatment options for cholera?
1: The mainstay of uh, treatment of cholera is fluid uh, therapy. The fluid can be given either as the uh, ORS, which is uh, a very common, known to uh, most individuals. That's for people who present with mild or moderate uh, symptoms of cholera. or for those having uh, a severe diarrhea, that will be uh, having more than 10 episodes of water stool in a day. Those individuals may need intravenous fluid IV fluid, what we call drip. So fluid is a state. either given through the mouth as ORS, or given through the vein as uh, IV fluid. Uh, why fluid is very important? is Because uh, within hours, people who have severe diarrhea, they may be dehydrated. And dehydration has its own consequences, which can lead to shock. And shock is a very bad thing, uh, that can be fatal eventually so uh, beyond that for people with uh, a severe form of the cholera in some cases antibiotics can help uh, these antibiotics can help to reduce the uh, duration of stay in the hospital it can also reduce the duration for which the individual will keep shedding the organism in species or even vomitus hence yes, after vomiting so those are the two main things that have been done with therapy antibiotics.
0: Now, what are the consequences of untreated symptoms?
1: Okay, uh, let's look at it from uh, two perspectives. For those who are asymptomatic because they are infected, uh, they will be carriers, meaning they don't know they have it. And if they are not careful enough, uh, this organism will continue spreading. And um, for those who are more susceptible to the severe forms of the disease, such as uh, children and older persons, it means that they are risks if they stay uh, in close proximity with those asymptomatic people. And for people who are symptomatic and um, eventually have a severe form of the disease, if nothing is done, um, it has been said that up to 50% of individuals have not received prompt care and are presenting with severe diarrhea, uh, they may lose their lives, they may die eventually. So cholera is very fatal.
0: What can government do to eliminate cholera outbreaks in Nigeria?
1: Well, government is already doing something. uh, But just that, I think there is a need to do more. Uh, The very simplest thing that can be done are mobilization campaigns. Uh, since we know that uh, cholera has come to stay, and endemic, we have cases every now and then, and even the outbreaks are seasonal in a way, uh, mostly during the rainy season, that's when we have them. So we keep to, we need to keep reminding people that uh, these things will always be there, and this is when they will be coming. These are the practices you need to uh, be doing so that you, you are protected. So we have to enlighten them on what needs to be done, on how the presentation is, then on where to seek help, and what to do when you have cases. Then um, secondly, uh, there's something which uh, Plateau State Government is doing, and it's very commendable, the monthly sanitation, which is very important. I think we need to take it more seriously. Uh, This can be done by imposing uh, heavier fines on individuals who are defaulted. Often times you see the dyno beans by the roadside have been overfueled by refuse uh, and you have a heavy downpour and uh, maybe perchance is faeces contaminated with cholera in those dyno beans. You can imagine what will happen next. So we need to be serious with environmental sanitation. Then um, uh, then again, government uh, on its own uh, through the health facilities, I think there is a need to improve what we call surveillance. Uh, that is the reporting of cases. The info, uh, anybody presenting with a diarrheal disease in the health facility, the case should be taken seriously, especially during uh, periods of outbreak. Because um, if you are recording cases and uh, the authority in charge is in the picture, then it can alert us to where we are getting to a threshold of outbreak then uh, it means prompt action can be taken to stem the outbreak uh, of becoming, uh, getting to a magnitude that will be very, uh, that will cause a serious number of cases to be reported in the health facility. Then also, I think our health workers need to have, uh, they need to be trained and retrained regularly by the government to have a high index of suspicion. Then also we may need to have treatment facilities to be well equipped by the government, so that uh, IV fluids and other necessary things that will be needed to resuscitate or provide prompt and uh, accurate treatment to the individuals who will be made available in the health facility. So these are some of the ways which uh, government can come in. Already they've been doing some of these things, but uh, in sub quarters. Uh, the efforts are still not uh, sufficient. More needs to be done.
0: Of course, when I think about rural areas, I just wonder how many of them have access to the health facilities that can help them when they have severe symptoms. That's quite a worry. Now, what are the responsibilities of citizens to ensure that these outbreaks don't occur?
1: Well. some instances, uh, citizens may be helpless. Uh, one thing I forgot to mention is, uh, uh, governments uh, worldwide have a responsibility of uh, catering for the welfare of their citizens. And one of these uh, ways they can do that is through the provision of basic amenities. And safe water is a basic amenity. So, but where government has failed or is not able to make uh, safe water available to an individual. The onus is now on the individual to ensure that you only consume water that is safe. And of course, um, there are methods or there are ways in which we know that we can purify our water source if we are not certain of the quality of the water. Uh, The simplest way is boiling your water, bring the water to boil for at least a minute. So ensuring that you consume safe water, then you practice uh, Good personal hygiene. Anytime you're out of the toilet, ensure you wash your hands with soap and water, or you can use the hand sanitizer. Then also food hygiene. Uh, wash your hands before you prepare your food. Then always eat your food when it is hot. Then store it properly. Then be careful where you eat food, especially from food vendors, because I think there's poor regulation of. Uh, practices of food vendors, and that can be a very huge source of these uh, bacteria. Then individuals also should ensure that they keep their environment clean, so that flies cannot build easily and transmit the disease where the disease uh, is available in the community. Then ensure also that you dispose feces appropriately, uh, don't just uh, defecate openly, because it will come back and haunt you so will discuss how that can happen especially in the case of cholera.
0: So there's absolute need for sensitization. We just talked about open defecation, which is a huge problem. And Plateau state happens to be number two in all of Nigeria. And that that means we have a lot of work to do uh, in this state if we want to stop the regular outbreaks of cholera. So we'd like to end the show at this point. We'd like to um, say a final word to the listener.
1: Let's do that Uh, Cholera is very treatable, meaning that uh, we don't have to lose lives from Cholera. But then again, Cholera can be very fatal. So uh, we need to be responsible for our own health by practicing uh, good food hygiene, personal hygiene, ensure you consume water from safe sources only, uh, keep your environment clean. And where you see someone having a watery diarrhea, please do report promptly to the nearest health facility to seek for help.
0: Thank you very much, Dr. Nathaniel Bertling, for talking to us today about cholera, its causes, symptoms, treatment, and prevention. I wish you a very good day.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Dear listener, I hope you have been educated on cholera, its causes, symptoms, treatment, and prevention. We end the show here. Remember to follow NASCO's social media handles. There's a lot of information for you there. Visit www.facebook.com slash NASCO group. You are encouraged to freely send your feedback on any aspect of the NASCO Moments radio show to the email info at nasco.net or by text through the dedicated care line 805 774 The NASCO Moments trivia question for this week is... What year and in which country did the first cholera pandemic begin? Send the correct answer via text to 0805-774-7777, including your full name and exact location. The question we asked you on last week's trivia was, what year did NASCO Foods Nigeria Limited become the first indigenous company to pioneer the local production of cornflakes and allied cereal products in Nigeria? The answer is 1984. We have two winners Madwakunam Adaobi from Tina Junction and Janet Robert from Kabon. Congratulations to you, ladies. We'll call you and tell you how to claim your NASCO gift baskets. The NASCO Moments Radio Talk Show has been brought to you by NASCO Group. It was created by Unimark Limited, marketing communications consultants, executive producers, NASCO marketing department, producer Harun Audu. Research and content development, Chris Hammond and Haroon Audu. Production coordinator, Solomon Audu, Deborah Galadima and Alex Rubin. Until next time, stay safe. Always wash your hands, wear face masks in public, practice social distancing and carry your hand sanitizer with you all the time. My name is Fadun This is NASCO Moments.